and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting across from me, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are back for episode 108. 108, baby. Uh, we are sitting at a very large table right now because we were supposed to have some guests in the studio. We were supposed to have a flight team back on again, but there was some scheduling conflicts, so we will have to get back with them and uh, rebook them for another date. But that is okay because we will make the most of this because wow. this week had so much music released. So there's tons of music to talk about. So I'm excited about that. Um, the track that we just opened the podcast with is called Fail from Beats and Brews and Points of View alumni and friend of the show, Juan Michael OG. Um, that is on his brand new project that just came out recently called Matters of the Heart. So you should go Get that and run up the numbers for him because he makes some really interesting, cool stuff. It's not just um, your typical uh, cut-and-dry hip-hop stuff. He's um, very melodic at times, as you just heard in the beginning of that, and he's got a lot of cool stuff going on. So shout-out to Juan Michael. Um, but, yeah, how you doing, bruh? Yeah, all right. I'm here. <laughs> all things considered. <laughs> um, but, yeah, since we don't have a guest today um, and we don't have any interviews to start with, I think we could just kick it off with the beers and then we'll get into some music talk. So what is this very interesting beer that you brought you, man? This looks cool. All right. Uh, so over from Ascension Brewing, I don't think we had anything from Ascension, uh, based over in Novi. And I kind of picked this because I know a lot of flight team guys, like Dreda specifically, are in the anime. So mm -hmm. I kind of picked that around, like kind of like the guests and stuff like that. But we have the uh, Radio Tazo uh, Japanese Rice Lager. I Damn. picked it as like the Boruto like, kind of characteristics, like Naruto Boruto like style anime on it. Yeah, and you know it. It actually, it actually stands out really cool. It like, really okay, does. My, uh, my, my inner nerd kind of came out when I wanted <laughs> to pick this beer out. But, yeah, I'm excited to try it. Uh, let me pull up the untapped stuff on that real quick. And it's got you a music know, theme and everything. As dude. you know, you guys can follow us on Untapped on the way under Beats and Bru uh, BB and POV Pod. Uh, untapped.com slash BB and POV Pod. And the untapped description of this guy is stalling for time. This is funny. This is actually right down the street from us. This is out of Novi, Michigan. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So an experimental lager brewed with jasmine rice, koji uh, chin, and hula... I don't even know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Hullertau Milfru hops. That sounds real German. Side note, ferments it with the wild <laughs> lager yeast strain from Arlington, Virginia. All right. Well, I'm excited to try this. Um, and as we do on the podcast, we um, while we're trying these things up, as you know, we like to read off some of the birthdays and say goodbye to some of the people that we lost. Um so I guess we'll start with the people that we lost. Um, unfortunately, um, NFL or former NFL star uh, Demarius Thomas passed away. Um, was that a couple of days ago? I think. Coin the term "only winners get wings." By the way. <laughs> oh really? Yes. <laughs> but yeah. that is really sad. They yeah. uh, at thirty three. They found him. Uh, I forgot who found him, but some, they found him like in his home, uh, completely gone. It looks like cause of death was like a seizure from like i guess he had like it was like he was in a car accident recently so mm. something medically oh damn but yeah That's uh so young, prayers man. up for him man That's or, so or him and his family or prayers up for his family and you know, it's uh 
Definitely. Rough thing to go, especially around the holidays. He would have been 34 right. on Christmas, I believe. Really? Too, so. Jesus, that's the worst, dude. Um, and then also in sad news, and I, I kind of wanted to read off his profile a little bit just because of, um, you know, I, I didn't know a ton about him. But when you go back and look him up, it's like, holy shit, the amount of stuff that he's responsible for is nuts. And that would be Robbie Shakespeare. Um, Robbie Shakespeare was um, a Jamaican artist who played bass, um, and he was in the duo Sly and Robbie, who um, produced just countless amounts of hits. So I kind of want to read off a little bit of the profile here. It says, um, Robbie Shakespeare, a Jamaican bassist who half of the rhythm section, um, Sly and Robbie, played with and produced with some of the biggest names in music while transforming reggae with bold infusions of rock jazz. Um, died in Miami on Wednesday night. He was 68 years old. Um, starting in the mid-70s, Shakespeare and drummer Sly Dunbar were among the most prolific musicians in the business, reggae or otherwise. Mr. Shakespeare once estimated that they had taken part in over 200,000 recordings, either, <laughs> either on their own or playing backup um, for other musicians. Both may men came up um, creating music in the 1970s in Kingston, Jamaica, working as session musicians for the famed Channel One recording studio, playing with reggae superstars like Peter Tosh, um, which would go on to give them success enough to open up for the Rolling Stones on, in 1978, which kind of opened up the doors for them. And they went on to just do insane things. They produced for Grace Jones, they produced for Madonna, they produced for Sinead O'Connor, uh, I mean, like anyone that you can think of. And they were actually really influential in changing the sound of reggae because at that time you had a lot more subdued Bob Marley type of music coming out and they had more hard hitting, faster paced music and really kind of ushered in the dance hall sound into a lot of the production at that time. So they were just really hugely influential on, on, the, on the creative scene of music in that time. So I just wanted to say shout out to Robbie Shakespeare and rest in peace to him. Um, but with death always comes more life, and we are celebrating some birthdays um, this week. And so we had some pretty notable ones. Nicki Minaj's birthday, um, Most Death. We have Little Richard. Uh, we have Corey Taylor, Meg White, Mr. Porter, Frankie Beverly, and another reggae artist, Junior Wells. And Zach Fox. Oh, and Zach Fox? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Hell yeah. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's sweet. So... As we're pouring up these beers, we're going to play off some of the music here for you. Let me pull up some Nikki. Um, actually, you know what? Let's kick off that track that she put out. Uh, actually, that's some, that some uh, Beat Me Up, Scotty. Some, okay. All right. Let's do that. Tape, Nikki. Okay. Let's see if we can get there. Let's see. Where's Beat Me Up, Scotty? Beat Me Up. Which one should I play, you think? Uh, uh, toss up there. Let's go with. Let's try out Fractions. Here's a little bit of Nikki for you while we taste these beers. I did the mother thing, I did the white oh, yeah, thing, all that, yeah. But I think it's quite clear now. You need the bad guy. Hey, yo. I'm the one who run the city with they armed and vicious. Accusations on them blogs and they all fictitious. I done bent the realest blocks, pushed the hardest sixes. Keep a couple killers that don't care how far them licks is. Look, bitches act like they want action. Heard they want action. Bitch, we ain't talking no action. I'm about to get them that traction. Send a distraction. Then I'm align them like fraction. break, I let them live. Look at all them eating. But these bitches gon' be mad once I call this. Mighty Moe's. 
like one of the most zen songs ever. This is like my therapy when I'm stressed out. A little bit of Little Richard, baby. Rest in peace. Slipknot, <laughs> Corey Taylor. I say that in Stone Sour. <laughs> Don't forget to- oh, that's true. Yeah. Right? Stone Sour's a little bit more tame. <laughs> Man, I haven't heard this one in a minute. <laughs> A lot of rock and roll birthdays. I kind of like it. Meg White, fellow Detroiter. I just don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with myself. Bit of Mr. Porter. Now you smile in my face like you love me. (laughs) But keep that knife close to my back, waiting for the chance, the chance to take the ground I walk on right from under me. But shed a tear for me when you push me off the stage. But how many of us have been? Classic Frankie Beverly right here.
Frankie Beverly might have invented the uh, um, waiting room music. (laughs) (laughs) And then last but certainly not least, blues musician Junior Wells. beer is interesting it's definitely a lager that's for sure um it's weird it says so it's so it's brewed with japanese rice isn't that also what they use to make sake yeah so it's a rice lager uh usually i mean it's pretty common style for like a japanese style beer for the mm-hmm. most part what's interesting to me is actually the hops they use just because it has like this like kind of like this almost like fruit like or like yeah taste to it on the, like the on the back end mm-hmm and it's just I don't know where to place it because it's not like your typical. It's not like a typical rice lager I've ever had. To be honest with you, I don't um, know that I've had a rice lager. It, they're good. Yeah, uh, good. yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're out there. Yeah, I like it. It's definitely super drinkable. Um, it's like one of those ones that's not going to sit heavy on your stomach. It's kind of got a lighter finish to it. But um, yeah, no, I really like this, and I would definitely try this again. Um, uh, yeah, rice beer. That's really interesting. Definitely never had one, I don't think. Uh, what do you know any other like four point five ABV, fifteen IBUs, so it's right on the money for what I would think it is. It looks like it's like kind of like a it's kind of like a straw, like golden color to it too. So like your typical lager. Head's kinda I mean yeah, decent head on it. Yeah. It's, it's a solid drinkable beer, man. I'm trying to think, is there any other like uh rice lagers that are like a popular one that I might have tried, you think? Or is it I'm trying to think if there's any like if I would have had one at like a steak or a Japanese steakhouse or something. Yeah, like Sapporo, I believe is a uh, that rice actually yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. I think I have had that before. Yeah, I think I have. But um anyways, yeah. So last week we wanted to talk about it, but we've had we've had so many um, you know, interesting guests that you kinda kinda gotta table some of the topics that you want to. But we didn't even get into it last week, um, covering the versus battle between bone thugs and three six mafia we sort of touched on it but we never really uh dove into it and man it was quite the interesting versus battle (laughs) um we um at our house we had we watched it on the big screen in our basement and uh it was there was moments that were cool and there was moments that were terrible (laughs) so um in the beginning, it started. It already felt a little bit weird in the beginning because right when it starts off, you've got Three Six Mafia and Bone Thugs on separate sides, divided by caution tape. <laughs> so like, I feel like that already was like kind of alluding to something. <laughs> like there could be violence or something. And sure enough, uh, Busy Bones ass <laughs> after being late to the show um, got pissed during one of the songs where. Um, they were performing, I think they were performing like Bud Smokers Only or something like that. And 
they must have been mocking him or making fun of him on the three six side, and he starts, you know, yelling at the camera, and then he starts. I think Juicy J might have said, "Suck my dick" or something like that, and, and then all hell broke loose, and they started throwing water bottles. Oh no, at he each didn't other. say "suck your dick," but that was after he said, "You other you motherfuckers ain't gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna be like, what did he say? Yeah, you you ugly motherfuckers ain't gonna be insulting me while I'm doing my thing on stage <laughs> yeah. or something." And it's so funny too because like I'm looking around, I'm like I'm trying to gauge the reaction of everyone else during that. And Crazy Bones, like, in the background, like, almost hiding. I'm like, man, he's so used to this. <laughs> it's like 20 years he's been dealing with Busy Bone doing shit like this. So it was not surprising that Busy Bone is the one that popped off. He is um, definitely head of career, known full of antics. Um, but anyways, having said all that, it didn't really ruin the night. I thought it was going to ruin the night, and I was really annoyed for the rest of Bone Thugs and 3-6 that it was just going to, like, completely overshadow the entire event. And I'm not going to lie, the next day it kind of was overshadowed. That was a lot of what people were talking about. But once the dust settled, they, people started talking about the actual performance. And in the beginning, me and E-Man were both a little upset because they were both using backing tracks. And the backing tracks were loud, man. <laughs> like It's like, we want to hear a performance, man. We don't want to hear just the fucking song and him like lip-syncing over it. But they kind of like, I feel like they got it together a little bit. They turned them down a little bit and you could start to hear the guys rapping and shit. And quite honestly, at least for my opinion, um, once Busy Bone came back out and pieced it up with everyone, I thought he outperformed everyone on stage. <laughs> I actually thought he was do, did pretty fucking well during that. So, um, but yeah, it was it was definitely a cool moment. I've been a big Bone Thugs fan my whole life. They're huge in the in the um, Midwest, and and Three Six Mafia obviously is super influential on the sound that you hear today, and you know Southern rap music. Um, I don't even know if I would declare a winner, quite honestly, because I kind of stopped paying attention to it like that after a while because it was so, like, kind of, like, crazy. Because it's kind of hard to gauge which song was going when. And, you know, they were doing, like, medleys of songs. I had a winner, personally. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. Um, my, own, my biggest fault was I don't get why Juicy J decided to play Dark Horse. That was so dumb. <laughs> like, I don't get why Juicy J decided to play Dark Horse. I don't get why First in a Month wasn't played. I, there's, there's, there's... They didn't play I first of the it. month, did they? You're no. right. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Oh, that's a miss right there. And they definitely played some songs that were like, for like, if you're like a bone stan, like I am, like you knew them. But there were songs that if you're not from that region, you're not going to know that shit. Like, I don't, I'm not sure why they did so many of the weed songs. Like, why they did Bud Spokers Only in a versus battle doesn't really make too much sense to me. Um, but yeah, and they uh, they had hammers, but it was yeah, you're right when they played Dark Horse too, like and he should have known that was going to I get mean, there was like a wave of people coming out, so <laughs> yeah, there was. my expectation cuz you had at prior to Dark Horse getting played, you had Little Wayne, you had Chameleon Aaron come out on on Bone Thug's side. Yep. Yeah, Little John come out. Terrence when Howard. Hear, Terrence Howard came and did hard out here for a pimp. I mean, it was ridiculous. So when Dark Horse came in, my expectation was like, holy shit, is Katy Perry coming out this bitch? Are we finally going to get white verses? Is, is this happening right now? The funny, part no. about, the funny part about playing that, too, is not only is it like a super mid song and like super like... Um, wimpy compared to like what all the rest of three six obvious shit but then they had to have known that bone thugs was gonna hit them with the hammer they got fucking mariah carey bro like mariah carey also <laughs> did not make an appearance no no, no she didn't just, make an appearance just for the record with the song at least <laughs> <laughs> but um for but quite honestly i thought lazy bone did a really good job i thought busy bone once he figured his shit out did a really good job um gangsta boo was holding it down for three six in my opinion i, I like DJ. i mean not dj paul sorry uh 
Crunchy Juicy Black? J, no, Juicy J. Crunchy Black. <laughs> Black with trunk and shit. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, they all probably for were. For sure, they were what? Country back was like on the other side and for times and it's just like yeah, but no, I was saying uh, Juicy J like was DJing in the middle of the set and stuff like that. So I mean they got that was for, tight. You're they right, got, that was they got tight. A lot of points for me. I, I had I had three six winning it. Yeah, at the end. So yeah, I don't know. I it, um, like they it they scared me at first. <laughs> they scared me like the first four I, first four rounds I had Bone Thugs. Yeah, yeah. but then like Juicy J or not Juicy J, but Bone Thugs in general just kind of. It just wasn't. Besides Busy Bone, and then I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't see that much from Crazy Bone at all. That's to be what I'm saying. With you. Like, I feel like he dropped. Busy the ball. Bone definitely held that down for me. Uh, it was good to see like Flash. Good to see Wish. Good to see mm. all you know all those guys too. But I I had three six winning it. Yeah. See, for me, I I agree with you. I think um, Crazy Bone dropped the ball because um, for me, he's definitely the leader of the group as far as you know, like. When people look at the locks, you know, like as much as people, we still love Styles P and we still love Chic. People look at Jada Kiss as like the leader of the group. And I've always felt that way about Crazy Bone being in Bone Thugs. He's always been the standout. Well, I mean, Busy Bone has too, but he doesn't have leadership's qualities. Like Crazy Bone's always been able to hold it down. And I feel like he has the best solo music as well. Um, but he was kind of playing the background and I felt like he should have been the one to kind of take the reins and like step up and, and be in that leadership role and kind of like pull a Jadakiss, you know what I mean? But I mean, we, we, we got spoiled with the locks dipset uh, thing because I don't think they're really measured up quite as well. They haven't, at least for me yet, um, passed that one. So, but shout out to versus man. I mean, doing... there, there's been a couple great ones. No, yeah, for sure. That. No, like I enjoyed the shit. Gucci out Jeezy of... was like one for me. Yeah, that was a big one for me. Yeah, that was a sweet one. And that's the other thing. If Gucci Mane and Jeezy got through their performance without fighting each other, there's no reason why Bone Thugs and, and Three I mean, Six should have been able Monica. to. Yeah, that um. one too. But like, fucking Gucci Mane literally fucking was sent an assassin from Jeezy, and he killed the guy. So like, and he was talking shit about it the whole time. Smoking on Pookie Love tonight. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. So that was a little crazy. But shout out to Versus, man. I still am just such a big fan of the whole entity of it. I think it's just a really, really fun, um, unique, cool um, thing that we got for hip hop here. But um, yeah, um, speaking of that, and I kind of wanted to talk about him a little bit too. Lil Wayne sounded so good to me when they brought him out when, uh, when he was rapping with 3-6 Mafia. And this leads to a conversation that E and I have been having over the last couple weeks is, man, Wayne is is kind of on a tear right now. Like every featured Wayne is on a low key tear <laughs> that you. I mean, because he hasn't dropped any solo music. He's mm. just been doing features all year. Yeah, and every feature he's been on, he's just been smoking it, smoking it, man. Like even just up to last week, we put we didn't play his verse of it, but we played the song um, on the start of the podcast last week. Was that Corday and Lil Wayne sinister song produced by Hit Boy? So yeah, he's just on a tear, man. So I'm really happy. Um, Actually, what was he? He was on. Oh, he's on the one of the albums I'm going to talk about tonight. He's on the Leash Keys album. Um, so yeah, shout out to Lil Wayne. But um, with that being said, I think we could just transition right in onto our something old, something new, because there is a lot to talk about this week. Um, so let's see here. Do you remember who kicked it off last week? I don't remember. Real quick, I do want to shout out that uh that did you see the Drake Little Wayne? Oh, not Drake Little Wayne. Drake I didn't Kanye. See it. No, I didn't see it. It was dope. What would you, it was really, really 
well done. It was long as shit. It was like <laughs> three hours. It, they opened up. So it was done, I think, was it the Hollywood Bowl? I think that's where it was at. Something like that, yeah. And it was a benefit concert for Larry Hoover. Uh, yeah, man. Kanye did damn near his whole catalog <laughs> of hits for like two and a half. Drake had like maybe like a 30-minute set, and he pretty much did all certified lover boy shit. By the way, no friends in the industry is probably I, I, that song has grown on me over the like over like the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. It really did. Just hearing him perform it, I'm like, okay, I actually really like this song now because there's very few songs I liked on Certified Lover Boy. Yeah, but Kanye just hearing just hearing him go from <laughs> all right, we're gonna do this for the day ones, and then hearing Jesus walks in 2021. Still, I'm like, oh, okay, we're going deep, huh? We're going we're going oh three. Just hearing from that. To like going to college drop or going to college drop out the late registration, the graduation. He pretty much did everything in order up until like the last like forty five minutes. Yeah. And then he I love towards the end of the performance. After like Drake was done, he got back on and did like a few more songs. He was just having I think Mike Dean with the thing was DJing for yeah. him. He was just fi- having Mike Dean just fire off songs. He goes like, you know, I, got, I we could be doing this for like three days straight. Mike Dean, just play whatever the fuck you want and just like I he heard just, Mike like, Dean was fire on point. and fire. I heard he was just killing fire. it. He just firing us songs <laughs> off left and right. Uh, there was one little awkward moment during one. <laughs> This is the most Kanye shit ever. Then, like he did like during a uh, runway, it was like this plead for Kim to come back type deal. Oh, like, I heard about yeah. that. <laughs> he did that. Run and back it, to me, Kimmy. Or something like that. Didn't he, he say he, that? No, run back to me. And then he did that. More specifically, Kim to me. And that's how that's how he closed it. And then went into can't tell me nothing. <laughs> that's funny, man. Um no, I, I didn't watch it myself, but I um, they were talking about it on Ebro in the morning because Ebro went. He flew out to fucking L.A. and he went. And uh, he was saying he, you know, one of the things that he noted being there, he said that Kanye's production hits so much better live than Drake's does. He was like, when Drake's songs play compared to when the Kanye songs play, just you can just tell the the slight difference in how much fucking better Kanye is with the producing. And he's like, man, those songs just hit a little different. But and he was talking about Jesus Walks. He's like, man, when they went back to play the old ones, it sounded so good. When he did <laughs> Black Skinhead, that's when I kind of noticed it. Like, and I really noticed, like, oh, he has like show mix. Not just, I mean, there's show mixes like where you just take out the vocals or whatever. But yeah. he has like, this is like almost like a different fucking sound. Mm-hmm. When they went, and then he has like this little thing he does. Like Black Skinhead has always been one of my favorite songs from Kanye to see him like perform Mm -hmm. I'm because you know why because I think I bought I remember back shout out I miss Joe Lewis Arena but I um I remember circa 20 when did Life of Pablo come out 2015 2016 something like that I think 2016 I remember I bought a ticket for that concert and couldn't go really yeah I was pissed Uh, I think I had car issues or something like that that night uh, and then just like oh I can't and I was living out in Westland at the time and I was like I can't get down to Detroit no. I should just sell my ticket, and I couldn't sell it. So I'm like, oh, I just ate it. So I bought a tickets to a Kanye show that I couldn't go to, and I still still don't feel good about that. Oh, but, dude, that's horrible. But And just like the videos I've seen of him performing that song live has always been like, damn, this would be sick to see. Like yeah. just with like how it has like that kind of like that horror rock like guitar on it. Stuff Fuck like yeah, that. dude, that that beat. And then crazy. it goes into like this like live like almost like all piano part towards the end of the oh, song. Oh really? Because he has like his own mix just for that song. That's was why Mike I, like, Dean fucking it. around on other instruments and yeah, shit? Yeah, Mike too? Dean had definitely was fucking around with like a drum pad or synth mm-hmm. or like something like that. Like because he, it, you can tell he was just doing a lot of this shit like 
live, like yeah. four, and they were just kind of fucking around, like as the show was going on. Yeah, so that's sweet. That's really tight. Um, what else were they saying about it? Um, yeah, Cast said that Mike Dean definitely was doing his thing. Ebro said they both sounded great. He said they actually genuinely looked like they were enjoying each other's time. Like he said, it didn't look like oh, it was super fake. That was cool. Uh, another thing that was cool was like they they did one of each other's songs. That's cool. That That's cool. what it was. Kanye did. Uh, Find, find your, your heart, heart or yeah. find your love. Find yeah. your heart. I better find your yes. love. Yeah. He I produced that like song, that. didn't he? Who, Mike Dean? Oh yeah, yeah. Kanye, oh, Kanye produced that yeah. song. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit! If they ever did a versus, who would? <laughs> who Dude, would he's so many hammers. I think <laughs> Kanye's one of the da- most dangerous pr- people ever to be in a versus. I mean, shit! If they play that song, like who who who's gonna perform it? <laughs> right, <laughs> that's true. He could be like, if it, he might just skip that one because he'd be like, I fucking r- r- produced right. it. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's. I mean, say what, and you know, I've always been, I've been vocal about my disdain with Kanye on this mic, but I also got to say, say what you want about him, but the man is a showman. He's always put his, you know, time and his heart into his live show. That's definitely a thing. You know, he's always uh, trying to give the fans the best experience possible when it comes to the live show. So definitely got to shout him out for that. And shout out E-Man's sweatshirt right now. You can't see it right now, but it's got the treesus. Treesus. (laughs) (laughs) A little Christmas sweater on. So that's pretty funny. But um, yeah, I w- I think it's still on Amazon. Can you catch it on Amazon right now? I I know it's on YouTube because that's okay, where I watch it. At, I might go back yeah. and like skim through at least and watch some parts of it and shit. It's it's long. Oh, his choir opened up too with uh, Ultralight Beam. It, it oh was, really? It was a, yeah, it was it was a good time. Man. Dude, I love Ultralight Beam. That's just a, when the choir hits at that end. That that set like, <laughs> after the chance bar is just like whoa, god damn, that's crazy. And that's probably one of my favorite chance verses too. Agreed. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, so let's transition on in because we got music to talk about. Um, and I don't remember who started off last week. Do you? Nah, you can start it. Okay, let me pull mine up real quick. Um, I'm excited to play this song for you, and I'll tell you why I picked this. Um, so last week I talked about the Styles P and Havoc album. Um because they have the new project out together. Well, they sat down with Ebro and um, Rosenberg and did um, an interview for Hot 97. And it was really, really good, like all the stuff that they had to talk about. And um, Styles P was just talking about how, you know, he's like, man, Prodigy is like the be- one of the best of all time. And um, let me see. One second. Give me one sec to pull this up. He was talking about he's the best of all time. And so I went back to this album that has this um, feature on it. They played it on the show. And I'm like, man, I didn't even realize how good this song is. But it's um, Back to the Mob Deep's infamous Murder Music, which is the follow-up um, from 1996. And I just can't... It's, it's hard to listen to Prodigy and not get sad. But, man, he's just got, like, some of the best, most raw, uncut, and grimy New York bars ever. And there's this song um, on this album with Cool G Rap on it. And they let it ring off on the interview. And it's I'll just let it play for you because it's so good. And their bars are so crazy. Prodigy's verse is amazing. So rest in peace, Prodigy. Here's a little bit of that for you. It's a killer shit. beat is crazy. Shout out Havoc. The Undisputed. 
for street niggas living with their lives on the line. For young guns coming up during these times. For police who find drugs letting niggas slide. For niggas out slinging like four in the night. For your man's not snitching when the pressure is tight. For pistols that don't jam when it's time to strike. For bootleg liquor on a Sunday night. This be the realest shit you heard in your life. Yo, when the gas reveal, your cash get peeled, and that's the deal. Fuck the bitch ass and switch fast, niggas that lack the real. When the slugs burst, she rap aiming at your mug first. Niggas is bloodthirst, we see who get plugged worse. We dug earth to place you, put the nickel platers to your facial. Bullets ain't racial, kid, they only hate you. My nine seem like it's a time machine, BC, they you. Jacking you more than Ripper, my fifth's an organ shifter. The human organism lifter, you'll be hearing organs if you're leaving off as if you let these fools hit you with a law splitcher. A four pitcher, the bump has. But those that don't let accurate shots in back of your knot Leaving one dead, G-Rap Havoc and Prodigy Let's put these bitch niggas where bodies be done Yo, if it gotta be, it gotta be, it gotta be Turn it down for a second so you can hear Prodigy's verse A little banter, banter, banter <laughs> For street niggas living with their lives on the line For young guns coming up during these times For police who find drugs letting niggas slide For niggas out slinging like four in the night For your man's not snitching when the pressure is tight for pistols that don't jam when it's time to strike For bootleg liquor on a Sunday night This be the realest shit you heard in your life uh-huh. When the gas spits, some niggas get blown Why off the atlas be forever with me, quick to set it with me And to QB, they show love throughout the years with You me. got guns, we got guns, the serious ones Leave foul powder stuck in your lungs We come from where niggas look out for they dun duns Love never disrespect, hit niggas with redirect For street niggas living with their lives on the line For young guns coming up during these But yeah, shout out to Mob Deep, man Like, So it was kind of cool too, like... Um, they started getting into this uh, in that same interview I was talking about. They started talking about what is the most, what's the hip hop song that defines New York? Like the, the, the song that makes you think about New York the most. And they were saying it was probably in between New York State of Mind by Nas and um, Shook Ones by uh, Mob Deep. And I think Shook Ones ended up winning, but they were like, yeah, man, that song is just really like the song that defines the, the city. So. Shout out to them, bro. What do you got this week for your something old? Uh, so for my something old, I I was checking out. Eh, man, I was like listening to a bunch of different. Stories, <laughs> it's tough sometimes, isn't it? I had like a few that I w- was ciphering through too. You know what? I'm a I'm a go, I'm gonna keep it in Detroit, man. Hell so yeah. there was a co- there was a mixtape from Early Mac. Shout out to Early Mac. Oh yeah, yeah. That I uh, I recently discovered this on a playlist called God Knows EP. Uh, came out in 2015. If you guys are familiar with Early Mac, he is in Finally Famous with, you know, that's big, with Big Sean, you know, keeping in the city. Yep, yep. Uh, Say It Ain't Tone, like all those guys. Yeah, man. Uh, had Big Sean's on this a couple times, obviously. Uh, T3, Kira Lachey. Oh, Jameson's on this. That guy's also from Detroit. Yeah, He's like a really dope uh, R&B singer. Yeah, uh, came out, yeah, January 2015. So uh, let's play a little bit of God, uh, Do It Again remix. Do It Again. I'll be honest with you, bro. I don't think I've ever heard any early back projects before. This is cool. Me either. And I went back. I kind of wanted to listen to this. I'm like, dude, this guy is dope. Like, yeah. I don't get why he's not as big, I'm going to say, or even like kind of like got like a, what do you call it? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Just check your phone when you get a chance. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Shout out to Eric. <laughs> uh, where was I going with early, Mac? But yeah, uh, yeah, EP is dope. Uh, check it out. We'll play a little bit of it. Yep, here we yeah. go. Here is a little bit of Do It Again remix Detroit, featuring up, Big Sean, Early Mac. And again, the project is God Knows EP. Back till like 2009, me and my niggas on the grind, ain't no YG or Vine. Throwing parties at Plan B, had them rapping in line. Making funs, having fun, we just wanted to shine. And I was fucking with the music way back in 05. A couple friends was too, two of them got like signed. One friend named Mike, one friend named Shine. Made it, made a nigga proud, homie, it's our time. And I was up all night, trying to do it again. For the niggas who time it can't get. All them hating niggas just angry, they ain't shit. My nigga, we gon' get them, I promise just don't quit. I was up all night, trying to do it again. And again and again, again and again, again and again. Multiply two hey, with a ten and make it a hundred. They sick to their stomach. Hey, I know they don't hey, want it. Playing with a bang wrong song. How to do it? It's as Camaro or the Dooley truck. Hey. Pedal to the metal and a brake pass oh, with a truck. Right. Get behind so the skirt, skirt, skirt. This EP appeared on number six like on the Billboard. Billboard. Really? Twitter. Billboard Twitter emerging artist shirt. So are you trying to tell me that he got so Big Sean actually got his catchphrase from from early Mac? Do it, do it. That was literally just on that song. I was just looking at this too. Early Mac got some got some writing credits for some people too. For real, G Easy looks like Janae Aiko. Like yeah, he did. Good for him, dude. That's really tight. Yeah, he's got. He's, this is like a super Detroit project too. He's got T three from Slum Village on the opening track. That's fucking sweet. Yeah, I really like this. Cool. Oh yeah, that was the Do It Again remix. We so talked about how Slum Village was dope at the uh, Denial show, right? When Rice brought them out. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. Shout out to Slum Village. Bro. Yeah, dude, that was sweet. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was a cool show. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna have to go back and listen to some early Mac because I enjoyed that. That was cool. All right, so on to something new, man. There was a ton of new music to listen to. I didn't even get to all of it because there was so much of it. Um, ones that I wanted to mention that I still need to hear is Fleet Foxes put out like a, um, it's not a new album. It's like uh, different versions of uh, older songs, like stripped down, like kind of acoustic versions of older songs. So I definitely want to listen to that. I really like those guys. And I still got to listen to the live Moses Sumney. But let's see. Um... First, I'll say, I so I'm not going to talk about this one too long. The Wiz Cardo Sledgeron album, um, production wise, I love it. Like Wiz should stay with Cardo and Sledgeron. Like those are the guys that did Cushion Orange Juice, and I feel like they make the best sounding. I mean, beats Cardo, for him. Larry June, yeah, even working with Payroll oh, a lot yeah. recently. He's been doing a lot like, of shit. Yeah, yep, yeah. He definitely, um, he's got that awesome smooth West Coast sound to his production. But man, I'm just kind of. You know, it's how many projects could, uh, in a row can you listen to Wiz talking about drinking McQueen gin and smoking weed like every single song? <laughs> it's like, dude, you got to be a little bit more than the one dimensional weed rapper for me to like. I mean, if it was I mean, on. It's almost like we. I feel like we can say the same about an artist that I love, obviously, is Kid Cudi. Like, mm-hmm. When he kind of got going to that same thing and like not evolving. I feel like he's starting to finally. Wiz, 
He may, I mean, he that that's the image that he's portraying. I mean, he's still gonna have his core following. They're mm-hmm. still gonna like listen to it. That dude has like a diamond record with "See You Again." I mean, yeah, was is that a diamond have, record? I think it it might be a diamond record it, by now. It's huge. It is fucking huge. But you know, I I agree with you. And like, it's just see, there is differences though because there's other weed rappers that. Don't just walk right. Oh, snoop. dude, yeah, double twenty point nine. Are you no, kidding yeah. me? Holy crap! <laughs> I like, that's I was crazy. like, I like, that's gotta be up. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. Oh, I didn't even know that. But yeah, but there's there's differences to me because artists like Snoop Dogg, Redman, um, even Currency, those guys are classic weed rappers known to be as that as their brand. But they rhyme different. They tell stories in their shit. They're, I mean, they're more interesting with their wordplay and their flow patterns. And you know. I mean, you could say that, but here's the thing: Wiz has been to like the highest you can get in the industry for sure. As far so, we kind of look at him with like a different glass than we look at a currency. I feel like that's true. almost in a way. Yeah, that's true. Currency definitely is more underground than Wiz. That's for that's a fact. Um, which well, I mean, you could cool compare with. like an underground, or you can compare it like a Devin the Dude, for instance, mm-hmm. which totally. is like a like a similar style of artist, but like Devin the Dude is like an underground legend. Yep. Whereas Wiz has like a fuck ton of mainstream success. Yep. Yeah. And Wiz is, you know, he's been on um, uh, on record saying that he doesn't typically write down anything anymore, and it's like maybe if you sat down and write something. I'm talking about we rappers, <laughs> and I wish Dre Dab was here right now. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah, man. But um. Yeah, shout out so to those guys. Shout out to those guys. Uh, shout out to Wiz. Um, I'm still, and and that's the other thing too. If if this album was on in the background, I'm certainly not going to be like, this is terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I would definitely still enjoy it if it's being played. It's just not like pushing the envelope for me or anything. But um, yeah, on to the. I think we both listen to the same shit, so we can just both talk about these things. Um, we don't really need to play anything from the Wiz one. You kind of get the gist of what Wiz is already. But <laughs> um, but then we also had an album from half of Outkast and a third of Organized Noise uh, members, Big Boy and Sleepy Brown. Um, they released the Big Sleepover album. That album is absolutely I, I, that might be my favorite out of the new releases this week. Yeah, dude, it's, it's so really good. good. It's really. Really I feel like interesting. Big Boy never really gets the flowers because he is in a group with Andre 3000. Agreed. And everybody kind of seeks that out. And I made this point the other day. It's like Big Boy has a lot of solo music that he's bun on himself, like mm-hmm. everything like that. Yet, I don't think he just doesn't get the credit he deserves, man. This dude, I think, didn't he play the Super Bowl with like Travis yeah. Scott and shit? With like, uh, Adam Levine with Maroon 5. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sure certainly did. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. And P, he does get overshadowed a lot by um, Andre. And I remember actually seeing like an interview clip with Andre where they were asking him about, you know, when are you going to put out a solo album? When are you going to put out a solo album? When are you going to put out a solo album? And he was like, man, quit asking me about when I'm going to go put out a solo album. Go listen to Big Boy. He's better than me anyways. <laughs> That's what he said. He was like, he, was like he, sur- he surpassed me. He's like, he raps better than me now. I'm like, shit, <laughs> if, if Andre says it. But um, no, I agree with you, man. This project is really interesting. Big Boy does a great job of keeping things fresh and like always switching up the sound. Um, you definitely get your vibey tracks that are kind of like the way you move. Um, like Big Boy, um, the track Big Boy the and Sleepy Brown like had the love below, or Speaker Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, it sounds a little bit like that, but then you also just got some really dancey, cool songs. The features are great. You got Killer Mike on here twice. 
Um, another organized noise, our dungeon family member, CeeLo Green, is on here. CeeLo, um, yeah, CeeLo still got it. And that's the motherfucking song I'm about to play because that song <laughs> is so good, dude. It's so dancey and fun. That song's called Intentions, and here is a little bit of that for you. Oop, that's the wrong one. Daddy fast sack snatching her soul Let me smash her mind and get her time And she hit that dick from behind No dining dash to climax Ooh, Lord, splash Got me chasing waterfalls Some niggas do anything for the draws No, pause, not me Gotta be the right, huh? The one you fight for This that upper cup make a nigga wipe up So good, man I'm gonna groove this shit on the way home <laughs> um, Yeah, shout out to Big Boy um, I mean, this is he always does cool collab projects too. Like Sleepy Brown is a cool one. He did the project with Fantagram that I thought was cool. So yeah, Big Boy in is um, definitely one of those guys that makes aging in hip hop still look cool to me. So um, yeah, shout out to those guys. And on to the next one here. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I got a couple myself yep, too. Yep. I was just looking at it. So. Shout out to Det- another Detroit artist, Rio the Young OG dropped an EP. Who is this? Uh, Rio the Young OG. He okay. does a he, he, he does a lot of the uh, kind of like the stunt rap of Detroit. So okay. he put, I put him like an Ice Wear Vezo or okay. something like that, like Peasy, like a nice same like kind of ballpark of style. Uh, I listened to a little bit of it. Uh, it's pretty solid. I I got I'm I gotta be honest. I'm trying to listen because it's not really in my wheelhouse to be 100 percent honest mm-hmm. with you with music. But I always try to listen to stuff like I always try to listen to stuff from the city like objectively. Yeah. Even though it's not really me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, all right, I'm I can. There's a couple tracks on here I can like just bump on the rag. So oh, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Rio the Young OG. Uh, we I did listen to the Rick Ross one. Though. Should Quite I play one bit. of the songs off this? Uh, the Rio the Young OG or the Rick Ross? The Rio the Young OG. Uh, yeah, man. Let's go with. Let's, I didn't finish this album. Yeah, I like the name of it. Fiend Lives Matter. I love. The, I kind of <laughs> like the artwork too. To be yeah, honest, I do. You got like a little. Like a, what's that? A syringe as the eye. What should we? Uh, let's go back back. Heck yeah! All right, this is back back by Rio the Young OG. <laughs> The opening, actually, the opening track on this, it has like kind of like this like Western like guitar like synth, but it got like train drums. It's like it fucks with me so much. Like, 
like my starter. I got a thousand bird feathers in a clear. This is not a code. I ain't trying to fuck on them first. Definitely got the Detroit drums. Oh, yeah. Alright, I gotta go. Say your brother got killed with they popped them for. Shit, I got a whole pint. What you trying to pop? You can find a cut I use at the dollars. Coming down the street fast in the heart. They like Geronimo. Pulled up, dropped a hundred shots. Now I'm like, adios. How you selling all this dope and don't nobody know? In the hood with 50 racks on me. He's a sloppy joke. Fuck around, got high and lift there and went to Domino. This lit so much coke, he ain't got a nose. I ain't got no fucking chance. So this is chopper, bro. Sniff so much coke, he ain't got a nose. Bitch, pussy so good. Got her number on speed. I was sitting on my ass, broke. I'm on my feet now. They got me five in the feds. I want some weed now. And I got a sale right now. He want three pounds. Being broke had me blind. I can see now. Last week I bought a zip. I want to eat now. All right, I got some drink in me. I can eat now. Bitch, I'm a hood legend. That's a little bit of back back. Got a Rio de Young OG for you. Um, and, and then, then my fave dropped a, another three piece on me. Oh, Wack dropped another three piece called Pop. Oh shit! So she first so the one was called one was Rap, and now it's got Pop. Mark? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I see, I, I, I see the rollout happening now. Okay, let me see her. Yeah, Tierra Wack is sweet, man. I'm like, um, I'm, I'm glad that she's out here dropping full length songs too. <laughs> Tierra Wack, is, yeah, so. Yeah, as you guys know, that's that's my fave. Oh, dude, Man. that's sweet. I don't know if you noticed, but look, if you look, um, if you go down, like if you scroll by the EPs and singles, the album art, like next to each other, is actually supposed to be like pushed together. Look, it looks like they're holding hands. Like you can see the, like the dinosaur thing holding the hand of the, the oh, person on the front cover. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh. <laughs> okay, so the next one, because it's got one. If you look at the uh, yeah. turtle, it does. I think it's a turtle. If it looks to the, yeah, it looks like he's holding another hand, so we're probably gonna get another Tierra Wack three piece yep. probably in the next week or two. Wonder if that's what she'll do for this Rock. one. Just keep putting out three piece. Yeah, oh, maybe. Rock. Is that it? Is maybe. that? Did we just figure it out? Yeah, well, you might be right. I bet you it will be. Which one should I play out of the three? Uh, the pop. Let's go. Body of Water is a single. Let's go with Dolly. Okay, here's a little bit of Dolly out of Tierra Wack's pop EP. Interesting. Like some Dolly Parton type of vibe. <laughs> I'm busy and I gotta make time for you. Oh, oh, oh. I know I'm busy, but I promise to make time this time. Your schedule is different than mine. I love money, so I got no free time. You say I need to prioritize, but understanding my career's on the line. You wanted me to resign I work hard cause I'm my mama's desire You know I got a lot on my plate So tell me are you willing to wait for me So Tierra Wack basically made a fucking bluegrass hip-hop song That's crazy <laughs> That's tight, man I had, a, I had a debate with uh with, with Sean Yes, it was it yesterday or two days ago Because uh -huh. we, I was playing a little bit of it He was like, yeah, she kind of sounds like 070 Did 070 ghost right for Tierra Wack? I'm like, no yeah, Tear Wax way too dope for that. Yeah, like, def definitely not. Um, yeah, I, I, O seven O is cool. O seven O is dope in her own regard. And, it's just yeah, and I like O seven O. I I really do, but she can't fucking write songs like Tear Wax. And I'm sorry <laughs> she can't, but um, but yeah, no, I, I there is new O seven O coming out. And I think, yes, it is. I think she might be dating Kaylani. <laughs> that Kay wouldn't surprise Kaylani me. Kaylani put like a photo dump on her. Uh, 
Instagram the other day, and it was like a blurry mm, photo of someone. Social media gossip. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, it was like a blurry <laughs> photo of someone getting off of a private jet, and it definitely looked like it was 070 Shake behind her. So I was like, hmm, that might be her. But um, yeah, so we got some other projects that him and I both listened to. We both got around to this uh, Rick Ross, Rich, Richer Than I Ever Been album. Um, which in classic Rick Ross, this man could literally rap the encyclopedia and it would sound tight to me. Rick Ross, <laughs> besides Jay-Z, might be one of the smoothest dudes. He's just so good. I think I've said it before and I, I'd have to, well, I'd have to weigh out my options because there is definitely some iconic sounding voices. But I think Rick Ross has my favorite sounding voice in hip hop. Um, it's just so cool. So commanding and shit. So let's see here. Which one should we play off? I don't really need to talk about Rick Ross too much because everyone in the world knows who he is. Um, what should I go with here? Let's go with the Benny the Butcher track, Rap Estates. Here's Rick Ross and Benny the Butcher, um, Rap Estates. Pray for us all. You know more the words of the brother Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Backs against the ropes, winning case. Then it's back to being broke, I know the place. Where the rats and the roaches will race. Now it's rap, nigga, smoke fill the states. Who envision my issues in the gates? Confidential, but these bitches know they place. Town see those kilos like I'm cutting cakes. Even Janet Reno know a nigga race. Prince of Pill popping, sipping purple rain. Ask me how I feel, I tell you I no longer feel the pain. Kill a game, that's 300 for the chain, and it don't include the charm just to show you who the king. Honey cars, just to show you we at odds. That's beginning how you dress to your weed and cigars. Stay on the phone, but I limit all remarks. Just remember we the mob and regarded as a god. Ooh. They want to form us on the click side. They want to know how low the bricks fly. They want to know a nigga dick size Even though they know I'm living big time I want to let you finish, but sorry, Benny I gotta cut you off, buddy <laughs> I, Dude, I get excited just at the little tag from Maybach music That makes me happy Like, Yeah, Rick Ross is the shit My only complaint with this album Has nothing to do with the music it's just that he got he let the internet bully him out of using the original uh, album cover. Yeah, we saw that. <laughs> so the original album cover, he had like these white gloves on. That's with, like, crazy to me. Like Rick Ross, like I know Rick Ross is way too cool That's for like the internet to like get at him like that. I feel like That's I mean, what I'm then saying. again, I mean, it could be part of the image, and you know, everybody, we're all human. Everybody's got emotions and stuff like that, so I get it. Uh -huh. It will probably wear on you after a while. But I just feel like, dude, he is above all that shit. I agree, to, to and me. I feel like from a creative standpoint, the original album cover had like something cool to offer, and this new one is just like basic fucking ass rap cover of just a side profile of him, you know. Dude, so. the more uh, the more I drink this beer, and like the warmer it gets, the more it's like it still has like that kind of like that. It's weird, like a. Do you taste like the fruit like on the back end? Yeah, you almost? Do, it's very sure. like like almost like a, almost like a stone fruit like sweetness to it don't they technically but say you can drink rice beers warm or something like that yeah i mean yeah yeah absolutely you can well technically you're supposed to store it as cold i guess but yeah uh you can like what's that like root like room temperature and stuff like that i mean yeah. that's ideal for like a stout or something like that rice lagers i mean shouldn't be too bad either i know it's only ones i would heat it up the only ones i wouldn't fuck with are like sours and like yeah ip and sours new england ipas like stuff like that i wouldn't drink warm but 
Dude, you know what's a bomb one? Like that that uh, margarita beer you guys have is fucking so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one's really good. But um, anyways, back to the music. So there was. I just love this artwork. I've got one more album. Do you have any more? Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about Russ, right? Or is it Alicia Keys? Oh shit! No, we got two more albums. I forgot (laughs) about Russ too. Yeah, so we got two more albums. Um, I guess let me do the Alicia Keys one, and then we'll both get into this Russ because I know him and I have both been talking about this quite a bit. Juice World. Juice World put out another post more. Did y'all gotta stop? I know, man. It's too much. Like I feel like. Not since Tupac, <laughs> a post-mortis albums have been dropping out like that crazy. It's crazy. Like, like they milked Pop him, Smoke. they milked Pop Smoke, XXXTantion, mm-hmm. and Juice World like crazy. I agree with you, totally. And I know like some of them, like some people have the intentions that they want their music to go on, but I mean, it's a lot. And I don't like listening to singles of his released after he died. I mean, I'm looking at the fucking, like, <laughs> dog, I'm just looking at the track list. Like, track two is already dead. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't listen to this right now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going. That's oh, the one. I think, yeah, already dead. It's like, come on, I'm not trying to do I, that. I just can't do it. Yeah, no, like, I agree with you. Let, let this man rest. Yeah. He got fucking BTS on this album, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. That's so dumb. There's a BTS just, feature. Yo, I would be so There's mad. There's a track called uh, Eminem Speaks. Really? Yeah. I wonder if he's on it. I mean, uh, it's probably like I know he was super influenced by Eminem. Well, yeah, he had that song. They did that song "Monster" together yeah, before. That too. Uh, oh, that was a that came song. out after he passed out though, or yeah, passed, passed away. away. Yeah, but I think they didn't. They have the record together before. Yeah, no, Juice yeah. World recorded that yeah. one before he. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy though. Yeah, shout out to Juice. Oh, it was actually just the anniversary of his death too. The other day, it was two and years birthday. since he died. Oh, it was his birth. Maybe it was his birthday both. that I saw. Oh, no, he died both? like a week after his birthday. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. Okay, got you. So yeah, Juice World, both happy birthday and R.I.P. I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was. 21, dude. Every time I see that, like I'm like, damn, dude, these kids are dying so young. It's crazy. But anyways, on to this Alicia Keys project. Man, I fucking love this woman. <laughs> she is so, so talented. And this project is, it feeds my nerdiness um, because it's like a really cool concept. So she made a double album. And the first album is all songs that she wrote and recorded that are very much in like a jazz standard, some of them, and like a lot of stripped down piano shit. Um, And she did that for a reason. She made them like kind of like that because on the second album, she linked up with Mike Will Made It, and Mike Will Made It and her did remixes to all of the first album using the first album as samples to make the new songs. And then they added some featured artists and guests on it. And it is just so, so good, man. Um, push a tease on here. You know, say, it kind of reminds me. I, I didn't listen to this project just for the record. I do plan on it. I got to be in the right setting for it. But for like sure. the little bit you played for me was dope. It does give me like that, like, was it? Uh, what was the Britney Howard problem, Jamie? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, album? yeah. It kind of totally. gives me that, like how it. She had like the original album, and then they flipped it with like a bunch like yep. rappers and stuff like that came in. Yeah, or totally. uh, another one was like the Hamilton. The Hamilton soundtrack, and then they had the Hamilton mixtape with that, too. I didn't even think about that. That's a good call. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, Yeah, it's really cool. I I just watched her on Drink Champs, actually, just before this, which was a little bit of a mess because... Nori's just all over the place with his questions. Make some noise, <laughs> goddamn it! Motherfuckers drinking their pockets. Yeah. So much <laughs> goddamn <laughs> air horns and and all this shit, uh, and it was pretty funny, dude. It was actually kind of weird though. They called out like, 
So they were, Alicia Keys at the end of the episode asked if anyone had ever puked on the show before from drinking too much, and they actually named names. <laughs> they started, they were like, yeah, Lamar Odom did. <laughs> I mean, Lamar Odom does not surprise me one bit. <laughs> they were like, Lamar Odom and Sadat X both puked. They were like, Lamar Odom was puking so hard that he couldn't even get it together, and that was a wrap. Sadat X puked during the middle of the interview and just kept it pushing. <laughs> it's almost like uh what's the what's the what's the wing what's the hot wing show? Hot ones. Yeah yeah yeah. Kinda reminds me of stuff like that. Like yeah. people that couldn't like just pass out like DJ Khaled like, or something like that. Like yeah. just couldn't finish. Yeah, dude, for sure. But um yeah so the Alicia Keys project is sweet. I'm just gonna play a little bit for you. Um I'm gonna play you a tiny bit of the same song on the bullshit so you can hear the like the um the remixed version of it. This is my favorite song on here. It's called Is It Insane? It's just this crazy jazz standard where her vocal just like soars. So here is that for you. Oh, and the new project's called Keys, by the way. You can get that vinyl record crackling in the beginning. I gotta see her live, dude. I got to. Bucket list. it here and i'm gonna let's see what what time do i have it at so 135 i'm gonna play it at the exact same moment of the remixed version of it so you can hear with the mike dean's hip-hop drums in there and all that it sounds a little bit different and he kind of messes with the vocal a little bit so let's see let me pull that one go to 135 and let's continue with the song <laughs> Rhythm section here. Subtle changes are cool in this. I really enjoyed this part of it because Mike Dean, I mean, not Mike Dean, uh, Mike Will made it, just did his thing with this shit. So that is a little bit of that project. And you know what? It's, I don't, it's hard to judge. I, I need to sit with it longer, but I think I want to say that it's my favorite Leash Keys album ever. 
I think I'm. I, that, I need to go back and do a little backstory because I might be wrong, but I think it might be my favorite one. So um, yeah, shout out Alicia Keys, and then finally, um, because he's independent like that and he can just drop on a Wednesday instead of a Friday like the rest of the world, <laughs> we want to talk about our boy Russ. Um, Russ, I've been conflicted on for a long time with Russ. Dude, and I, I used and I, to it be. It has never been music for me. It's always been like personality. Mm-hmm, me too. I listened to the uh, the Rory and Maul pod, like the most recent one who Russ was a feature right. on there. And it kind of cleared up a lot of what I thought about Russ almost in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like he's been so like kind. I feel like just because he's been doing everything independent, and hasn't really gotten the looks. That's why he was on like that fuck everybody type shit. Kind of totally. reminds me how like Tech Nine and Strange Music was at mm-hmm. first, like early like two thousands. So I, I get why he has like that chip on his shoulder, that like he does. It just know? comes yeah. out in such a dickish way mm-hmm. almost, and that's totally. what kind of turned me off to him at first. I'm with but you. But honestly, the past to like Chomp Chomp too, like it's just been undeniable, man. It's, it's fucking great. It's great totally. music. It really is, man. And like. And is if you're you know if you're a hip hop head this this is an album for hip hop heads like straight up like he made an album where he was like this is for real hip hop fans because I mean and the fact that I, I find him so inspiring because this shit is done independently and the list of people that he got as producers and featured artists and it's just really cool and I like this um, I like listening to his subject matters because you know it, it inspires me when I'm listening to it to like push my own craft harder because you they know. Are- they had this uh, conversation, like, what was it, uh, right message, wrong messenger type deal. Because mm-hmm. you got, like, I mean, you got this guy preaching about, like, ownership and, you know, make sure you can pay all your royalties and own your masters and stuff like that. But then there's a double-edged sword of, Russ is a white dude yeah. saying that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just, like, and people were, like, had that backlash, like, oh, it's harder for, uh, you know, it's harder, you know, for a black artist to do that than, like, white artists and stuff like that. And you got, like, a privilege to it and mm-hmm. shit. So I, 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 get, I get why the disconnect is there. Yeah. Because he's not wrong. He's right. not wrong by any means. No. But I, I get the disconnect of it. And I can get how people can misconstrue, like, oh, well, fuck this dude. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like he had it kind of like the easy way. I'm like, the dude, been pro- he produces his own shit. I mean, he does everything independently. He's preaching about, like, why are we spending money at Gucci and all this shit where you could just take that money and invest in your own merch and make all the profit off of the stuff like that. No, he, he's not wrong by right. any means. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is shit that, like, People should know about like artists should know like I I I commend the dude actually yeah, I agree yeah I'm with you man I I was the same way I just totally wrote him off in the beginning because I just thought he was arrogant I had seen him in an interview on Hot 97 once and I was like man I don't know about this guy he's a little he's a little much for me but then it's just like at a certain point if you really love music the music speaks for itself he makes shit that's it's, so undeniably good I, that you gotta I don't with it. <laughs> no I'm be honest with you though I've not and this is not a knock on him necessarily is just i don't know that many people that'd be like hey man throw some russell on before before chomp for yeah, me, yeah for me no i for agree instance. totally like, I, I feel the same way totally um let's see here uh what do i want to do what do i want to do what do i want to do um let's see here do i want to play that song or do i want to play this song let's let's go with you know what? I'm gonna play. 
oh, God damn it. There's so many good songs on here that it's like hard to pick, but this one was special to me because you get to hear West Side Gun on a Ninth Wonder beat. So here is Russ, Styles P, and West Side Gun Scott! on a motherfucking Ninth boop, Wonder boop, beat. Boop. Yeah, hey, yo. This song's called Salute. Chomp 2. Ninth Wonder. Yeah. Let me talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Sun is beaming down, I'm wrapped up in the light May never be fulfilled, cause with the meal comes the appetite Banner white, I make a fortune, y'all just tapping on the screen She asking me if I'm a player, about a draft on the team I gather steam from my shattered dreams and let it propel me I got the juice like Martinelli, my success has been stealthy Under the radar, stay out the graveyard, my mama prays hard I was in Brazil and women treated me like Neymar Rockstar, Sammy Hagar, good neighbor like State Farm So people go to war for me like Braveheart I told the pilot, keep the plane parked, we out celebrating My shows are spirit you think the crowd's levitating I'm still accelerating This ain't my top speed I feel like the one I can't be worried about top threes You swimming in calm seas Good luck when it gets rough I swam through the storms And now the waves don't affect much They matter, stay blessed up They'd rather me messed up They trying to stop my movement But it's you who's gonna get stuck I stay in tune They be chasing news Pumping poison to the people I remain immune Homies carry sticks Like they playing pool They play it cool You never know You get the dog once you let it go I really wanna let this we can, it's independent. <laughs> no labels, baby. He's got copyrights. Anything you desire. Another million dollar wire in the midst of the fire. The sharpest steel gets made, and I'm immersed in the flames. People cursing my name. The person that I became is someone who can get burnt but not be hurt by the pain. But I ain't gone live. At first, it was strange. I yearned for the rain. Some to reverse and restore. Till I embrace it and flipped it. Now it can't hurt me no more. Still. That's an interesting conversation to have. Because, I mean, you can be an independent artist, but, like, have, like, a manage, like, you can have, like, a major management deal. Are you still independent if you have major management? But, yeah, that's, that's definitely a question. That's, like, that's kind of, like, even goes, well, let's listen to this real quick, and then we'll talk about it. West Side sounds good on this. Johnny Dane's looking like Winnipeg. Cocaine prosperous behaving like a cellophane. Spilling movie, let's make a movie, bitch. Go to JJ's, getting two pieces, trying to do me. Touch a two-seater, you never seen one. Just bought a new house, new whip, and a machine gun. Never lived life with a fiend, son. I play ball, I could've went D1 until I sold D1s. Each one, teach one. Sitting in the cell like, nigga, go be something. We doing no um, yeah, no, that's the, that goes back to the question, the, the conversation we've had, like, you know, with Chance and other people, like you just said, like, they have, like, a big rock, say you're signed to Rock Nation's management, but you're not signed to a label or whatever. So, yeah, that's why when I talk about Russ, I say truly independent, because to me, he's like, he really actually is doing it all on his own. Like, with Chance, also technically independent, because he wasn't signed to a label, but he also had... Like the um, Apple endorsement thing. deals yeah. from Apple, right? So it's kind of like a like a caveat, a little bit, I guess, to it uh, to the independent. If you're if you got that stuff or you know big market machines behind you, but yeah, shout out to Russ, man. This whole project is really dope. That was hard for me to even pick out which song to play because there's so many ones that I just really love on it. Like this is really really good. Um, and shout out to the that there's another track on there. It's a DJ Premier beat with. Big Crit and Snoop Dogg on it. It's fucking crazy, man. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that's all I have for new albums. There was one more, but I'm going to save Kip Stone for next week because we've already had quite the lengthy conversation on new music. Um, there was also some cool Lucy's. I'm not going to play any of them, but I just wanted to mention that um, Tame Impala put out a cool B-side called No Choice. Um, 
Lucky Day put out a song called Candy Drip, Earth Earl Gang. Earl Sweatshirt and Armin Hammer. Yeah, Earl Sweatshirt, Earth Gang has a new one. Jim Jones uh, and Migos. Whoa, really? Jim yeah. Jones and the Migos? Yeah. Can we play that real quick? <laughs> I kind of just want to hear Legally that. or can we? we? Just a second. <laughs> just a, I just want to hear what the sound of it sounds like. Jim Jones and the Migos. That sounds crazy. All right. It's a video. Migo. Talking to me crazy, nigga. Been having that shit on, nigga. Dripping to the floor, to the door, nigga. You hear me? Yeah. Gangster crazy. Gangster We set the trends. Okay. For some reason, you can only pull up the video. On I got, title. I got the audio. Oh, you got the audio? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I will add that to my hip hop playlist. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add to this week. Is there anything else that you want? Yeah, to cover? man, I forgot to talk about an album that I love that I just ch- I checked out recently. Uh, Ice T's metal band, Body oh, yeah, Count. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I do want to hear that. Holy shit, uh, it's great. Uh, they had an album out called Carnivore. It came out last year, uh, like mid twenty twenty. Uh, eleven track EP or eleven track album. It's got feature. It's got it's got the Amy Lee feature from Evanescence. <laughs> like that shit was dope. Uh, cool. There's he did a he did a tribute of Ace of Spades. You know that was uh Lemmy. Yeah, 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 Motorhead. Yep. Yeah, hell yeah. Which what um didn't you say there was some kind of song about Nipsey? Yeah, on there's a song on there called uh believe it was called. When I'm gone, and a song, I guess while he was recording, well, Ice T talks about it. If you play the song, he goes like, "Yeah, while we're recording this al- album, I got the unfortunate news that Nipsey Hussle passed away, or it was murdered, and was you know in the city, mm-hmm. and we made this song kind of inspired by that. And that's and the one with Amy Lee on it. Huh? Yes, it is. Okay, let's play that. Here is a little bit of Body Count featuring Amy Lee of Evanescence. Metalheads turn up when I'm gone. I've actually heard really good things, so I'm excited. Dude, Body Count's dope. Yeah. Making it this album, I received the unfortunate news that Nipsey Hussle was murdered in Los Angeles. It really hurt me, and then the outcry, love, and support after his death was incredible. But it inspired me to write this song. Every day, we lose somebody close to us, a loved one. And only then do we seem to find the time and the way to tell him how much we care about him. (laughs) Don't tell me that you miss me! Is that him singing? Don't tell me that you love me! That's Ice-T. Don't tell me that you need me! Don't want to tell me that you love me! When I'm gone! Like this album. Yes. Yes, Tell the people that you love, that you love them now. Show the people you appreciate just how much they mean to you, how much you care, how real it is. 
too fucking late. Oh, dude, from a production standpoint, that's actually way more well done than I thought it was gonna be. That's fucking good. Um, his singing voice did not sound like how I thought he was gonna sound. It was actually like pretty kind of impressive right there. You know, it's funny that kind of had like a little bit of a Deftones feel to me. Like it kind of sounded like reminded me of Deftones a little bit. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna save Kip Stone until next week um let's see here I'll, i'm gonna close us out unless you got anything else you wanted to add uh the segment or to the show to the show i'm gonna say we got some tv talk man what happened uh some crazy like there's a lot of stuff that just been dropping recently like mm-hmm. there's this movie uh tick tick boom or click click boom i checked out with andrew garfield uh Wait, it's- hold on is that is it like super violent? No, not no. at all. Then what am I thinking of? Maybe I was thinking of something else. Andrew Garfield. He's the one that's in Spider-Man, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and the social network and a bunch of other Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yep, yep. Okay. All right, so as you know, I'm a big musical fan. Uh-huh. Right? And there was this movie that he starred in. It was it was like a it was like a musical theme, but it was like live action, like movie and stuff like that. Uh, and he was based on the life of Jonathan Larson, uh-huh. who created Rent. Like the play, oh. right? And it was just like about like one of his earlier plays, and what, or actually, it was about his life and how, what led him to like create what he created. Uh-huh. And it's just really, really well done movie. Like he was just like a struggling artist in New York. I What's mean, it, wh- where can story. you stream it? Uh, Netflix. It's Netflix, Netflix original. Okay, nice. Uh, I believe the movie it is called. Yeah, he up until he passed away, like. So Jonathan Larson, if you guys don't know the story, he actually passed away like the couple days before Rent actually premiered on Broadway. Oh, really? Yeah. So that. he never really even saw it. That's crazy. Yeah, man. That's kind of weird. Uh, that always bums me out when people don't get to live to see yep. their yep uh, successes. Tick, tick, boom. That's what tick, it was tick, called. Tick, tick, boom. Okay, yep. sweet. And it was like the whole thing was about him just like freaking out about turning thirty, and just because. And this is actually a really, really cool con- like concept. It's just like time to me. Like how artists think that you have to be young, like it, like I mean, don't get me wrong, music industry is definitely a young man's game. I'm not sure about like Broadway or the or theater by any means, mm-hmm. but I would assume people think the same way. Mm-hmm. So this was about him like freaking out, like oh my god, I'm turning thirty and I haven't accomplished shit mm-hmm. type deal. Yep. And you know he was like supposed to be like by thirty, I was supposed to have my first major like success. And comparing himself to like Stephen Sondheim, who recently passed away, by the way, yeah. and talking about like how he had like his first major breakthrough at like twenty two, twenty three, or something like that. And he, you know, you just put yourself on this pedestal, and I feel like just in the age of like social media and stuff like that, and just comparing yourself to other people, a lot of people do that same shit. Whether it be you know success, whether it be body image, whether it be um, just not like as good enough as this person, mm-hmm. just because they're showing like a snapshot of the reality they want you to see type deal. Shit, good thing yeah. he didn't live long enough to see social media. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He'd have been really fucked. Yeah. Um, uh he won a postmortis po- poet surprise for rent. Oh, that's cool. Too. That's cool. It's uh it's it's an interesting thing too because it really is like societal norms things that you like, we're supposed to do this by then and and you know have this accomplished by then and and you know you know what's funny is I really I think the ageism is starting to slowly but surely subside in at least in hip hop a little bit. Like right. it always kind of annoyed me that you know it's always like, oh, like 
you old heads and it's always like the young people versus the old people and i just find it all so irritating because it's not athlete it's not athletics like your brain is not you know you can still use your brain at a high functioning level you know for very for long years so like i don't find it corny when rappers are still rapping in their 40s and 50s i think it's really inspiring no, I, mean, like, cool. I think about like say like <laughs> royce is probably putting out his best music yeah now. killer mike is putting out his best music right now black thought has always been consistent i'd argue actually the rappers that are in there from like the age bracket of like say 35 to like 50 are outdoing the younger artists like by a ton like in a grand scale obviously there's awesome young artists out there but generally speaking, I feel like they're outdoing them. And then another thing, too, going back to uh, the Jonathan Larson thing with Take Take Boom, that was a really cool concept. It's just he got dismissed so many times for his like the first musical he did, the Take Take Boom, mm-hmm. uh, because it was a rock opera and that wasn't done at that time. Right. Like up until then, like it was like classical, like, you know, like Jersey Boys, like mm-hmm. West Side Story. It was all like that type of like musical theater. Yeah. Like musical theater wasn't incorporating like rock and like shit right. like that into that or even like rap or anything like that into it. Yeah. So I think credit stuff like that. And then uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, who created Hamilton, actually directed this movie too. So, oh, cool! Yeah. That's pretty dope. Oh no, wait, did he? I believe he did. Let me let me double check that real I quick before Lin. I give him flowers. Lynn Sweet. Lin he was Lin. great on Curb too. He is great on Curb. And while you're looking that up, I you did just yes jog. he did he did yes he All did right, that's cool. Um, and so you did make me think of one thing I needed to say in TV. So there is a new show that I'm watching that is super fire. It's on uh, Paramount Plus, which you can get a free month right now if you, I think, through Apple TV. Um, it's called Mayor Kingstown, which I didn't even know Kingstown was a city in Michigan <laughs> until this show. It's uh, if anyone's curious, it's about an hour and a half north of Detroit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, it's the city that's basic. Like the the biggest employment there is the prison system because this is a weird city where there's seven prison systems in one city. So that's basically you know what runs that city. It's the economy uh, of that city. Um, and so Jeremy Renner's the main character in it, and he plays the brother of the actual mayor of the city. But he's kind of more like he's almost like um, a Ray Donovan character. He's like behind the scenes, kind of running shit through his brother. You know, he's. He's not technically the mayor, but he's the one that everyone knows they have to go to to get shit done. He's kind of a he cleans things up for people. He keeps the peace in the city and in the prison systems. And so it's it's just a really good show. And he has um, he has this relationship on the show with the um, there's the the main guy that's running the Crips organization. Um, he has kind of like a fun, like an interesting relationship with them because they're so different from each other. But there's always these scenes on the show where they sit down together in the the leader's front yard and they just have all these interesting conversations that you wouldn't expect these two guys to have with each other. And I just, I just, I like that dynamic of it. So it's a dope show. Go check out Mayor of Kingstown. Um, I don't know if there's anything. And I'm gonna else. speak on behalf of uh, our guests that were supposed to be here, flight team, and I'm gonna. Because I know that's what, this is what they wanted to promote. Uh, there is a Superfly toy drive they have going at the Blind Pig on the seventeenth. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, so like I'll be like this Friday to Saturday. I want to say uh, that would be this Friday actually at the Blind Pig. 
Uh, you can donate your, and then you know you can donate toys. So I'll go into Toys for Tots. I actually brought a couple in for them. I'll I'll drop these off at one of the locations. But you have the uh, the Jamaican Jerk Pit uh, in Ann Arbor, Vault of Midnight, Grove Studios. You know, friends of the show, mm-hmm. uh, Maze. This is all in Ypsilanti, uh Ann Arbor area. York, uh, Ziggy's. Friend, you know, nice. we, oh, we yeah. love you, love Dave. Ziggies. You already know you. Uh, the Workshop Recording, shout out to Drew Denton and them. Uh, Leon Speakers, Revel and Roll, and Bon Appetit, all in uh, Ipsy and Ann Arbor. That's sweet. Yeah, so shout out to them. And then on the actual show bill, they have London Beck, Rico Jeep, Jay Classic, who we need to get on the show, by the way. London Beck, too. Case, uh, Move, Nadim Azam, who created the Whip Jam show, if you ever check that out. Oh, dude, Whip Jam is sweet. Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of yeah. like, uh, it's almost like... Um, What's the shit that Elliot Wilson used to do? It was like some, something similar. But anyway, shout out Wood Jams. And then uh, Kane Perez. So, uh, yeah, doors open at 8, $10 cover. It's going to be a good night. So shout out to, you know, shout out to Flight Team. Really do, I uh, really apologize for the scheduling conflict. So we definitely want to have you guys back on. Yeah, yeah, they're friends of the show. We're, we're uh, they'll, they'll get over it. <laughs> we, we love them, and uh, we're going to keep promoting their shit. So, um but to take us out here, I want to play this B-side from this Tame Impala album for you guys. Um, here is a little bit of No Choice from them, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.